everything, like you said, is done from Elon Musk's uh, stream of consciousness. Yeah. It's, it could be, he could rename it to Hamburger tomorrow. And it wouldn't <laughs> shock me. town chicago hey and that's what we're singing as we open up episode number 160 of the promo upfront podcast i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always let's call him the expatriate of the x oh the one yes. and only kirby hossman <laughs> kirby how the twitter are you <laughs> i'm doing well uh you know i think that uh the summer's been a fun summer but uh candidly uh business has been a little bit slower than i like um so uh, looking forward to kind of coming out of those summer doldrums, getting people back in the office. And so I'm trying to use this time to like plant seeds and do all the stuff that I need to do. So I'm doing well, but you know, when business isn't awesome, it makes me tense. So that's where I'm at. How about you, buddy? I'm good. I'm here in Chicago at the right. ASI show. So recording remotely today for the first time in a long time that I've recorded remotely. I can't remember the last time uh, I was having to do that. So yeah. I'm here in Chicago at the ASI show. Today's show day, so I'm getting ready to hit the show floor after we get done recording. But you know, as we, you know, it's summertime, it is late summer. And that's, you know, when the ASI show is. And, and Kirby, it got me to thinking, as things often do, you know, when it is the dog days of summer, really now is the time to start thinking about planning for 2024, right? Mm, We're starting yes. to get into that, that part of the year. You know, you ask yourself, how's the health of your business? What do you want to do differently in 2024 to help you grow your business and find new clients? And Kirby, I was wondering if you'd like to hear this morning some recommendations from our friends at PXP Solutions. I would. That sounds great. All right. Number one, take time to work on your business, not just in your business. Mm, that's a that's a great piece that's of advice. One. And it's always, always hard, a good hard to do. Yeah. It's a it's not it's not the newest piece of advice, and that's okay. Yeah. Damn good one though. Yep. Um, when it comes to planning, involve the key people in your company because everyone has some suggestions and ideas that you may not think of as a leader. And I love that piece of advice a lot. That's, that's a great piece of advice. Love it. Yes. Set goals. I know you're going to love that. What do you want to accomplish in the next year? Will you plan for 10% growth, 25% growth? Both. You know, what are you going to plan for? Uh, yep. Celebrate your plan for 2024 once you've completed it and do something fun as a team afterwards. And number mm -hmm. five, don't forget to call our pals over at PXP Solutions for all your apparel decorating needs, because this is the time for planning and working with your peers and that will help you make better decisions, avoid costly mistakes, and create a concrete foundation for your business growth in 2024. Bruce Jolish and the Good Strongs over at PXP Solutions want to help you plan to grow your apparel sales. So you can call them at 214-226-3105. You can also shoot them an email, bruce at PXP Solutions. Dot com. You're not going to be sorry you did. All right, Kirby. So I have the upfront section of the podcast. Lots of things are happening yeah. uh, right now. So I thought we'd do just like kind of a news from the ASI show quick hits. Okay. Ready like for this? Yeah, Let's, I like it. All right. Let's start with the one that struck me as uh, the, the bigger surprise. Um, Frontier Growth, a private equity mm -hmm. firm in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, as invested in Cometskew. Now, Mark and Catherine Graham will retain majority ownership. 
Kirby thoughts? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, obviously when we always say the interest of transparency, but, you know, Mark and Catherine are friends. I've been a common SKU user since 2014. Um, and so anytime there's a headline that, that is about common SKU, it gets my attention. The reality of it is, you know, I think we live in a world where, especially in the technology world, um, you know, there's always the need for additional capital. I have to think that this is an infusion of cash. One of the things that I do know is that Mark and Catherine are going to continue to be uh, majority owners, which is a big deal to me as a customer, um, because I think that they have built a culture that has created a tribe that is something I love. And so anything that would affect that would would concern me. Um, I've actually communicated with Mark uh, and Catherine both already. And, um, you know, just hearing from them is like, it, it's it's a very uh, good example of who they are, is like they felt the need to reach out and and talk to me about that. And I think that's, that that shows me that they are still the the culture that I have come to love. So I, I the way I view it is, you know, with a lot of organizations, an infusion of cash can really make a big difference in a positive way. And so that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and I view it the same way. So I'm not going to add a whole lot to what you just said. Um, talk to Dave Schultz about it. He's here at the show, and we've been uh, hanging around a little bit. And, and like you said, Mark and Catherine have built something very special there, and they have an infusion of cash now. Not that they didn't necessarily need it, but it's going to really allow them to make some probably pretty pretty hefty investments in uh, the tool that you and many other people use in the industry. So I think it's good. And real quick, right. one of the things yeah. real real quick is that they have continually innovated. It's one of the reasons I like the platform yeah. is they're constantly oh, yeah. looking at different things. And they are also one of those that like I, if I make suggestions, whether they do them or not, they're constantly open to it. My guess is some right. of the suggestions have been difficult based on development because of cash. So that's as, right. as a user, that's what I look at is go, oh, cool. Maybe they can implement even more of the positive changes. So. Totally agree. They are serial tinkerers. Yeah. I, I like that. that. They should yeah. be doing this. All right. Norm Hollinger, named CEO of Bella Campus. Now we know that Norm was not only former chairperson of the board at, uh, at PPAI, but he's also the former CEO of Alpha Broder, and he's been the COO of uh, Bella Campus since 2021. Uh, I was going to ask you if you're surprised. I'm going to go and answer, and I'm not. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. Um, Norm is an innovator. Norm is a very forward-thinking guy. He has such great apparel background and knowledge. I was wondering when this was going to happen. Were you surprised by the uh, announcement? Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it in a negative or a derogatory way. This was one of those headlines that I was like, oh, okay, yawn. Yeah. Yeah. And, yawn and not in a bad next. way, good for him. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. It, to me, it was a fit all complete. I just when when is it going to happen? Right. Yeah, so, I like it. All right. Logo Mats has rebranded Kirby, our good pal, uh, uh, Miles, uh, Miles and uh, Wadsworth, and the team over at Logo Mats have revealed Lenny the Logo Mats Lizard as their new uh, logo and brand. Have you seen this? I, so I I saw the headline that they'd done it. I have not okay. seen the imagery. Um, I but just as a quick thing, anytime I see this and I see it around a show that an announcement like this happens, I'm always excited because I think that you and I've talked about this a lot. I think that brands, especially ones that have been not stagnant for lack of a better term, but one that's been the same for a long time. Anytime they look at a rebranding, that actually gets me excited. It makes me think that they're looking at their business and their brand differently. So yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I love the idea that they're doing it. 
I'll tell you, I have seen it. It's great. It a lot of colorful um, colors from the lizard, which is yeah. great because it's able to, with their brand and logo, showcase the capabilities of what they do on mats. I love so, that. And colorful that colors are the best kind of colors. Yeah. Right. No one likes the uncolorful colors. I mean, we've <laughs> seen those before. It's very bland. <laughs> Kirby, I've got a question for you and all the distributors on listening to our fine broadcast today. Are you ready to blow your customers away with unique, one-of-a-kind lifestyle footwear? Of course you are. Sure. And then you need to check out clogs from our pals over at Neat Feet. These are molded EVA-sold shoes, and they have ample space for decoration on the strap. Amazing branding opportunities to put charms of any style on. These things are hot. They, everybody loves these things, and I guarantee you they're going to be the hit of the show today. Uh, if you go to the booth over at Canada cool. booth 331, these things are truly fabulous and you need to check them out. If you're not here at ASI Chicago and anyway, you're going to listen to this after the show's over, head over to neatfeet, N-E-E-T-F-E-E-T.com, neatfeet.com. All right, Kirby, you have a topic for us today. Yeah, I think this is one of those that's a headline that it, it came out, I think it was yesterday, um, really big news that it's industry related, but it's just business related. So UPS yep. and their union have essentially agreed to terms um, on a deal that will obviously increase pay, um, will guarantee uh, air conditioning in future uh, trucks. They, they're not going right. to retrofit them, but future ones. Um, so uh, Teamsters are calling this a big win for them. I think UPS has got to think it's a big win for them so that there's not a, a work stoppage. How big a deal is this for the industry? What do you think? I think it's enormous for the industry. Uh, you know, I, I never thought it was going to get to the point of an actual strike. I really didn't. I think both sides had way too much to lose if there actually was a work stoppage. Mm -hmm. um, I just hate all the crap leading up to these deals. You know, all the posturing, all the saber rattling, all the, you know, uh, screaming from one side and the other and they're unfair and everybody's unfair. And then you look at the deal and the, the amount of money that's being thrown around is just mind boggling. Yeah. So I, I always wonder how, how close have they always been on this, but no, from a, from an industry perspective, no, this is huge for the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah FedEx is, is available and in, in DHL and of course the United States postal service, but the strain that UPS not existing for a period of time or not being able to deliver for a period of time, the strain that would put on the other uh, logistics companies in the in the world, uh, yeah, that would be catastrophic. Yeah. Catastrophic. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that this is a big, big, big deal. I, I want to throw out some kudos, and I'm not even going to mention specific suppliers because there were several, and I, I'll miss them, but there were quite... Taking your advice from this podcast, I'm sure this is where they got the idea. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was getting emails from suppliers saying, hey, this is a thing, but here's our plan. We have our formulated plan. We're doing this and this is what's going to happen. And I, I'll be honest, I thought that this was, it reminded me a little bit of some of the best organizations during the pandemic is that they were forward thinking, mm -hmm. here's what we're going to do. Right. Here's the plan. Um, and so, so that part, I was fairly confident it was going to get done, but man, if it yeah. didn't, I'm like, it is going to be a big problem because FedEx rates are, were sure. going to go up. Um, all the, all the rates were going to go up because, you know, it's just 
capitalism, right? Um, now, that being said, I think that, you know, if with increased costs from UPS, the shipping costs are going to go up anyway. So absolutely. Um, but, Someone's got to pay for that big package to air condition everything. Yeah, that's right. But hopefully, though, it does at least keep the trains running on time. And so um, I, it was funny. This was, I took your advice as we heard other listeners were communicating yeah. uh, to their clients. And that always brings me great joy. But I did a blog yeah. post and put it out there and, and, yeah. and whatever. And so, um, I just think that is staying on top of trends like this helps to separate both suppliers and distributors in the minds of who are their customers. And so it's cool. hundred percent. And I got a lot of those same emails in the same email list you're on. Right. And I saw here's our plan, but please understand orders that come in after this date yeah. are subject to be delayed. And I love, again, I'm a huge believer that invert in your personal life and in your professional life, so many, I don't know what the percentage is, let's call it 96.3% of issues really can be averted with proper, candid, honest, forward-thinking communication. And, yeah. and when I see people doing that, it gives me great joy. Uh, so kudos to those folks who, who took the time to do that. Uh, hopefully the uh, the Teamsters, uh, you know, I saw the... Of course, you know, I, I love that the Teamsters always makes me laugh whenever they're threatening to go on strike and then they don't. Man, they sound like they just, the way they put out their messaging afterwards, we just eviscerated their management. <laughs> it's so, so funny to me. Yeah. Well, they, I think that based on the messaging leading up to it, they sort of have yeah. to have to have a win. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All, right, All right, Kirby. Hey, winner is officially dead. Let's throw up the X. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they have rebranded. Um, I'm sure you've seen this. It's a, a very boring looking X. It's something that I guess Elon Musk has been obsessed with uh, for a long time, the letter X and, and you know X.com and all that. Uh, there's no context or anything. It's just called X now. Um, does this make any sort of sense <laughs> to you? There's, there's got to be some sort of grand vision that I'm just not seeing here. Yeah, I, you know, I have heard that um, that this is leading them toward it being a more uh, all-encompassing app, and it would tie into financials and stuff like that. And that certainly makes sense based on Elon's uh, background uh, with with all of his other investments or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, the idea that a company that's down forty-seven percent is suddenly going to be the bastion of financial stability is weird to me. Um, I also read a story this morning that they could be facing up to a hundred lawsuits um, because of the name X being in other things. I, I'll tell you what I would say. So while you were bringing up this headline, I had it on my list too, because I mean, it's a branding conversation. I think you and I occasionally get really tired of specific topics. And I think Elon Musk is on that Dude. list for me, right? Yes, 100%. Um, um, but it's it's relevant, and so that's fine. Yeah. I, I think what it feels like, I think we talked about rebranding with logo mats, right? So what pops into my head yep. is I love rebranding when it's well thought out, and I understand it, and it guides yeah. them in a direction. I don't know that I love rebranding when it's like, hey, F off, we're changing our name next. Yeah. And that's what this feels yeah. like. And if this is what it's felt like in every single decision that's been made and unmade right. with Twitter slash X. And the funny thing about it is, Bill, 
while you were talking about it, you're like, hey, it's been rebranded. And I was like, oh yeah, they were going to do it. I opened up Twitter while you were talking mm -hmm. for the first time in like two weeks. And that yeah. tells me all I need to know. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it, you know, everything, like you said, is done from Elon Musk's uh, stream of consciousness. Yeah. It could be, he could rename it to hamburger tomorrow when it wouldn't <laughs> shock me. Um, and I thought, okay, maybe, like I said, maybe there's some sort of grand vision here. I'm just too obtuse to see or recognize. I'm sure and he thought, thinks okay, so. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they can use the X and that's a, they're going to call it crossroads or something like that. Okay. We can get that maybe. But I mean, here's what I think about it. It's, it's, first of all, it's terrible. We think of brand X. It just sounds so lame and just generic. But when I'm on a computer, the one thing I click to get out of a program is an X. <laughs> it's literally what I do to exit a program. Yeah. So Elon, thank you. I'm clicking the X. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on this one, brother. That's good. All right, you got another topic for us, Curbs? Yes. Okay, so this, I just think this is fascinating and I totally didn't get it, okay? So I'm going to say this is one of those things where you can mark this down, where Kirby was wrong. Um, oh, so, excellent. yeah. Put it in my so, file. Yeah, so the question becomes, can memes translate to ticket sales? So there was this whole movement called Barbenheimer where mm -hmm. they were creating this whole um you know, marketing campaign, for lack of a better term, where you would buy tickets to see Barbie, the movie, and Oppenheimer. Yep. Um, and, mm -hmm. it, you know, the idea was it was supposed to push ticket sales. And I'm like, right. those are two totally different movies. <laughs> like, I might, if I'm kind of dark and heavy, I want to see this. If I'm not, I yeah. want to see this. Like, it's made no sense to me at all. Right. However, right. where Kirby Worked. was wrong, man, it uh, dismantled expectations with historic numbers yeah. uh barbie pulled in 155 million um and uh oppenheimer grossed 80.5 million again that's for an r-rated yeah. um movie over three hours <laughs> like yeah so yeah. the uh, i was fascinated by this being a marketing technique that worked i think that's cool and yeah so i was curious to know a were you following this did you see this as a story and b are you surprised with the results I'll, I'll answer your first question second your second question fourth and then the question you didn't ask last okay. um so i did see the whole barbenheimer thing um and i you know two separate movie studios too by the way very yeah. interesting yeah. thing to note there um I didn't know if it would work or not because I am of the belief that the way the movie, the way the movie theater experience for us is really broken. Mm -hmm. We've talked about and, this. Yeah, you know, I, yeah we, we have talked about this. I mean, it's just, it's broken. It, it, you know, you have a $10 popcorn that costs them 50 cents. It, you know, it's just, it's just not great. <clears throat> Excuse me. But to see this kind of resurgence, which I didn't expect. I mean, I saw Indiana Jones. That's the last movie I did see in the movie theater a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, kind of a, I liked the movie personally, but I know it didn't do well financially. It doesn't seem yep. like it's doing well. Um, the, the flash movie is not doing well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you have these duds after duds after duds. People right. are not happy. They're not willing to go to the movie theater for the most part. They're, they're okay. Waiting six weeks for it to be on a streaming service. Yeah. And, um, I did not see this happening. So yeah. I kind of was wrong too. I didn't even actually think about it. I saw Oppenheimer and I'm like, 
that's a movie I want to see. Yep. But I'm cool waiting to see it when it's on my local streaming service. Yep. I'm not, I just don't. So I, you know, this, this leads me into a whole nother thing that we should talk about at some point. You know, we kind of talked about this a couple of years ago, how to fix movies and, right. and nothing's been done. And, and <laughs> but I, uh, I think it's a pretty interesting case study in branding where, uh, and I don't think, by the way, I don't think the two movie studios really were in cahoots on this. Yeah, no, I I didn't feel like it. I believe it's, no, I believe it's something that happened organically with fans. Which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You can't buy that kind of publicity. Um, So I I think, honestly, I think it's really cool that it happened. Um, I don't want to see the Barbie movie. I will Mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. So what was fascinating to me, though, is I felt like this was, and I, again, this may be going off the marketing thing, but on the content thing. So yeah. historically speaking, the movies go, okay, uh, this superhero movie just did well. Let's make 25 more superhero movies. Right. Uh, Indiana Jones has done well. I haven't seen the new one, but like awesome. he's 80. Right. Like, like, so we're going to make these until he literally dies. Right. And so, and that's been, well, then we'll have have AI Indiana Jones. Right. But the admission impossible actually hasn't done as well because that's a continuation of a similar story. What I saw in this was these were two original ideas. Correct. Right. These were not franchises. And what it tells me is I'm willing to wait on superhero movies that I've seen already, right? Essentially, right. or, or th- franchises right. I've seen already. But the ones that are new, the ones that are different, the ones that are actually showing some actual creativity, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll give that a shot. And so that's what, that was a, like an unspoken thing that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, again, to me, there, there are certain movies I do want to see. I like going to the movie theater. I love the communal experience of, of watching something with other people. Um, again, I'm getting off topic. That's all oh. you asked about. So no, it's good. That's it's good. Just, okay. it's, it, there, there are certain movies you want to see in the big screen, and action movies are one of them for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, I you know a, a rom com, cool watching that at home. Uh, a biopic like Oppenheimer, very cool watching that at home. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I cool. want to see it. My kids, my kids went to movies here and saw it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, I want to see it as well. Um, do you want me to you want one more topic or you if you have another quick topic I'm topicked out okay so I'll give you one so, and this is go. this is interesting to me um it, and it does tie back to a branding piece so um okay essentially the um US lawmakers are asking the FDA to investigate prime the hot new energy drink created by YouTube superstars Logan Paul and KSI last year oh yeah um so essentially the problem is, and there's two types of prime. There's like sort of the, the, um, just the Gatorade style right. drink. And then there's the right. caffeine style drink. And apparently right. in, in prime in, and by the way, and I'll, I'll tie it to in the annual, the golf event that I went to. So, yep. um, apparently in prime, there's 200 milligrams per 12 ounces of caffeine, which is two Red Bulls. Right mm-hmm. in one drink, um, and so you know they're saying, "Look, this is being marketed to kids, and that's way too much caffeine for kids to to jump into." Right. Um, that being said, there was so much conversation around it, including this. Right. That when I was at the golf course the other day, and there was Prime, I'd not had it before, and I'm like, I would like to try it. So, sure. so my question to you, I guess, is. 
What is your take on this? Is this unsafe? Is this a bad use of branding? What do you think? Um, not a doctor, obviously. Um, did not complete my medical studies, sadly. Yeah. Um, but you know, it seems like a lot of caffeine. I don't know. You know, I don't even know how much caffeine's in a Red Bull. I guess 100 milligrams if it's twice as much in the, yeah. the prime. It's six. Cups. I don't know how much caffeine. <laughs> okay, six cokes. Okay, it, it reminds me of Jolt Cola. And, and for those of you who don't remember Jolt Cola, it was a cola with a much more caffeine in it. Yeah. I don't remember how much. I think it was maybe two or three times the amount yeah. of caffeine that was in one coke. Something like um, that. I do think you know there is some responsibility when there are health risks uh, yeah. to a group of people not to market to them. I do think there's a responsibility to do that. Um, I'm not familiar with this fine beverage. I've heard this story, mm-hmm. um, but I want to know how did it taste, Kirby? How did yeah, it it's, taste? A, it's a great question. You would hate it, I think. Um, it was so Why, it sickening. Like no, it's sickeningly sweet, like oh, so, oh, like wow. cotton candy. Um, now I, I got the one that didn't have caffeine, so which oh. is I'm trying to look through Prime Hydration, which has zero okay. caffeine. That's what I got. Okay, um, you basically now, got the Gatorade. Yeah. And it is, it was fine. You know, I, I wanted to try it to taste it, but it was, man, it was really, really sweet. And that's, you know, there, there are a, a lot of those energy drinks. Way. Yeah. There's a lot of those energy drinks that are out there, right? You have the Red Bull, you have Monster, you got Bang, you got yeah. all, all in now, you got Prime. It, it reminds me of, of just, you know, companies are going to look to find a buck. That's their job. Yeah. That's their job. So they're going to push the envelope to do that. Um, I do think when there's a health risk, there, there's probably a responsibility not market to kids, but it's a very slippery slope, you yeah. know. It's, it's, it's the company has slapped a not recommended for children under 18 label on the yeah. caffeine one, which again is. Then I'm not sure what else yeah. they can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's fascinating to me because again, it like is. They, in the first year, they've done $250 million in retail sales. Like this is a crazy ascent and so yeah. I, I guess from a that's the, the health side but from a branding yeah. side it is hard not to admire the job that they've done on it look and, and it's it's a really a trend and we should actually talk about this on the podcast sometime of celebrities getting behind or uh either underwriting right from a financial yeah. perspective or actually being directly involved and i don't know what the story is here but i think of ryan reynolds in aviation gin and yeah. i think of sammy hagar in his beach bar rum and before that the cabo wabo tequila i think it's very interesting that we have really gone full circle where you know at some point it was very taboo for celebrities to be attached to any sort of product um whether it was just a simple advertisement or even direct you know influence i think it's that started to change with paul newman he had newman's own and all, all mm-hmm. that and now you have every celebrity i feel like every celebrity has some sort of booze brand everybody every celebrity <laughs> has a tequila yeah. right uh and and but it's an interesting interesting thing how they they go about that so i bet those guys and who is it behind uh prime again it's logan paul and ksi yeah, I bet Logan Paul and KSI are following the directive of our good pal Bruce Jolish over at PXP. They're planning for 2024, Kirby. Yeah. They're doing that right now because they know they can amp up their sales by uh, you know putting more caffeine in things. But that's not <laughs> what we do here in the promotional products industry. We're talking about apparel decoration, and they are a fantastic one based in Dallas, Texas, centrally located. And uh, Bruce and his team wanted us to remind all of our listeners uh, go ahead and take time to work on your business, not in your business. 
make sure you involve people when you're doing your strategic planning. Celebrate that plan, what you set on your goals. And don't ever forget to call PXP Solutions for all your apparel decorating needs. You can reach out to them at 214-226-3105, or you can email Bruce Jolis himself, bruce at pxpsolutions.com. In fact, I saw him yesterday as nice. I was wandering the mean halls of the Hyatt here in uh, Chicago. So he's ready to ready and willing to take your call. So are, are you... Are you excited for today uh, for for the the yeah. rest of the ASI show? Yeah, I, I, you know it's been a while since someone I'm on a show for so been since uh, January, so I'm excited to be there. Yeah, yeah, it'll cool. be good. Awesome. Be, I'll have a full report next yes. week. In fact, I have six investigators here with me <laughs> that I've hired personally to make sure that I'm going to tell you the story they don't want you to hear. I'm going <laughs> to tell you the real story of the ASI show. It's going to be great. 